This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hi there, and welcome into Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman, and welcome into episode 11. And what a good episode it is. Uh, we have a fun one on deck for you. We are going to reconvene with Sir Rudy and Tommy Freeze Pops, a little post-show pod squad action. It's been a couple weeks since we've chatted with them, and we have a bunch of great stuff on deck for you, including... Tales from Steve's bachelor party. Steve went away with his boys this past weekend to Maine, and we're going to find out what sort of shenanigans he got himself into. But since when we talk to Tom and Steve, we end up going much longer than we always anticipate, we're going to go ahead and scrap three random things this week, and we'll reconvene next week with Tom and kick around some stuff. But let's not wait any longer. Let's get Sarudi and Freeze Pops on the line, and we'll get this thing rolling. Guys? What's good? Yo. So yesterday was one of those innocuous holidays. It was National Tequila Day. Not a real holiday. <laughs> right? And on our group <laughs> chat, I, I'd seen on Twitter was trending, National Tequila Day. So in the group chat, I said, Tom, are you going to be hungover for tomorrow's pod? And he said, I'm getting ready to go out right now. So, Tom, are you hungover today? I am, yes. I'd probably <laughs> say I'm around an 8 out of 10. Oh, an 8 of 10. Have you ever are- been to a 10? Yes. What's, what, what oh, was I've 10? done 10, yeah. What does that include? 10, uh, 10 was a few weekends ago, actually, for my birthday. <laughs> it was like a two-day-long hangover. It was horrible. It was like 6 o'clock on Monday night, and I hadn't drank since Saturday night, and I still had a pounding headache. I thought I was going to die. Do you take anything? Do you take, like, Tylenol? I took, some, I took some Tylenol, okay. yeah. Didn't do anything? No, but today, yeah, I'm, prop- I'm sitting around at 8. You know, pretty groggy. It just it got kind of weird here last night. I like tequila. Uh, there's a random, there's a random little mini like shopping cart in the middle of our living room. I'm not sure how Good. it got there. What? You don't so. remember how it got there? <laughs> I have a photo of this, by the way, that Tom sent me. And for those listening, I will tweet it out and post it on my Instagram story at M Smallman later. Um, not only is it a mini shopping cart, but there is a table on it, and they were obviously drinking Rolling Rock last night, which I find to be the most Whoa. egregious part of this whole thing. <laughs> I feel like yeah, only so my the Rolling Rock deal. Rolling Rock. Totally. So Rolling Rock, we needed bottles specifically for a game that we were playing, and we were like, well, if it's only for this game, let's just get like really, really cheap beer. So we got Rolling Rock. What was the That's game? how that happened. Uh, what's it called? Uh, beer Ball? Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Have I ever told you guys my fail-safe, like this works every time, hangover cure? I feel like you no. have a reminder. Can you give it to me, please? Yes. So, Tom. I, I feel like I was like, this is stupid. No. But go ahead. Wait. So, Rudy, you thought something was stupid and dismissed Stunning. it? I'm shocked. That's never happened. Um, no. So, hey, actually. What is it? I need it right now. So, you can thank my mom for this. My mom is a, an Italian girl from New Jersey, Jersey Strong. And when I came home as a youth, as a young girl, crazy hungover once, she was like, I got you. You got to go to a deli. Get an Italian oh, sub, extra red wine vinegar mm. on it, and get salt and mm. vinegar chips or the chips of your choosing. But here is the key. With all of that, you have to get a root beer on ice. Oh. Game like changer. Interesting. Bomb instantly. No. You you think that sounds really heavy, but you've got everything you need. You've got the bread, you've got your protein, you've got some, you know, veggies in the mix. You've also got your chips with add which add the saltiness, and then you just round it all out with some ice 
some carbonation and some sugar with the root beer. It the, is amazing. But the problem is like if you I'm haven't drinking, been hungover and you don't want to eat. Like there are times I don't want to eat. That's the problem. Like I have no appetite. So what? how am I going to eat this yeah. massive sub on top of drinking a carbonated beverage? So you have to wait until the right time. It obviously can't be right when you first wake up around 11 a.m. You have to sit. After you're hungover. You have to sit in your misery for like an hour and just be like, I've got to do this. Or Postmates, Uber Eats, this has to happen. But trust me, once you take that first bite, you're going to be like, okay, like I'm starting to feel better. And then once you get halfway through the sub, chip, root beer combo, you start to settle in. And then you're like, you know what's going to happen after this? A quality nap. A quality nap. It's basically a food. You put yourself into a food coma. Yes. Food-induced coma. Yes. It works every time. I don't see. The last time I was like really hungover, like not a 10, but I was probably like an 8. No, it might have been a 10. It, um... I remember I went with my fiance Maddie, and we got she got me a breakfast sandwich, and it was like ten in the morning, and I could not eat it for like twelve hours. I didn't eat for twelve hours, and then I ate the breakfast sandwich after twelve hours. So I feel like you have oh, to God. wait until the hangover is done. It just depends on how hungover you are. Like if you're at a ten, it's really hard to eat. It's hard to do but anything. Like it's hard at to, a, sitting yeah. at sitting at sitting at an eight right now, like before we got connected here, I was eating some chips. Having a little chips and salsa deal right now, nice. feel, making me feel a little better. Uh, I might get a pizza at a certain point today. Right. I don't know. Um, well, while you were out last night uh, raging, obviously, and I think this has become like a post-show pod squad reunion podcast tradition that Tom is going to roll in hungover on a Wednesday, but um, <laughs> I was doing some podcast research because I was okay. the only one out of the three of us who had not watched the show very Cavallari, and I had seen the Jay Cutler highlights online, obviously, because they're everywhere and they're sensational, but you two were so hot on this show you're like we have to talk about this on the pod so i spent last night before the cardinals game watching three episodes of this trash show oh it's not trash take that back okay <laughs> let me let me lay out my thought process and then i'll let you two debunk it okay jay cutler is a star i only like the scenes where jay and Kristen are interacting i think that they have a great relationship they're really quirky and fun but Jay has shown this side of him that he never allowed the media to really see. And he is great. And I honestly want him in a booth ASAP calling a game because I think it'd be so funny. He's so dry. The fact that he doesn't want to work at all is so relatable to me because who does? And the fact that he is constantly like repping Yeti, wearing like Yeti t-shirts and Yeti cups and watching, you know, live streams of deer is amazing. However, any other part of the show, except for Worth, who is fine, he can make a cameo anytime, is wow, so boring to me. It's just like, I don't care about this stupid manufactured girl drama. I don't care about this store. You know, I don't care about the stress of, you know, who's delegating responsibilities to who. I just want to fast forward until Jay is on screen. I agree that some of the some of the drama that's not, you know, that's not Kristen and Jay related is definitely not genuine um because especially like all those scenes when they're like trying to figure that thing out like i feel like the britney shannon relationship is just so that the show kind of remains interesting and then they like obviously you know she picked what was it britney picked shannon up after her boyfriend was mad at her and then they you know i'm like where's the show going from because there's no drama but the i i always say you come for the J, and you just kind of stay for the rest 
Because Jay, I mean, Jay holding baby goats in the last episode was incredible. Amazing. Jay making one of Kristen's friends put out, like, you know, cones on the lawn to tell her where not the park was awesome. <laughs> Jay just generally being unfriendly to most of her friends is incredible because I just, like, relate to that. Because you're just like, you know, like she, Kristen's like, well, why don't you be nice to my friends? And he's like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm just going to be neutral. And that's, like, kind of what I am. I'm just neutral. Like, I don't know. I'm not being mean. I'm just being neutral. Yeah, I would pay good money to have you and Jay hang out and me watch a live stream of it. We would be best friends. You I mean, guys would be best friends. Except I don't like hunting. But other than that, we would be best friends. Tom? I think you'd figure it out, though, Sarudi. Like you, I could see you getting into the hunting game. I don't think so. No, I don't. I, don't I just like how he doesn't care <laughs> at all about what anyone or you or whoever thinks about him. He's just going to do him. And here's another, like, side note. You were talking about, like, not wanting to do stuff after you're done working. Like, I, all these people that are like, oh, I could never just not have a job. I'd be so bored. Like, whoa, I, I could definitely not have a job and be just fine. Like, Same. I don't know. What are we, what are we yeah. doing? I feel like people just say that because they want right. to sound, like, important or, like, oh, I'm just so – I'm such a great worker. How would you be so bored if I didn't have anything to do? And, like, no, nah, I'd be good. I'd probably just play a lot of FIFA. I don't know. That's about it. I've been reading some stuff and listening to some pods on this, and – a lot of people are saying that Jay and Kristen actually don't have a good relationship. What? And that this is like exposing Jay as like not being a like a, a fun dude to be around. No. And I just get the complete opposite vibe. Like I feel like they completely get each other. Totally. Like the the way he like playfully just kind of digs at her. It seems like she really is into it. Like well, she gives it right back to him. him. It's 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 palpable. Like they're. Their chemistry is palpable. I love them as a couple. I also love how Jay just impulsively bought, like, decides that he wants to buy this house yeah, forty five like minutes away from too. Nashville. Yeah, yeah, it's just like they, they just moved into that amazing house that they show so many like swooping shots of, and then he's like, "Nah, I just want to buy this house." I would say she's right because if I was bored like that and didn't have anything to do, like I was just saying, like, yeah, if, I, if in between FIFA time, like, it probably would be fun to just, like, buy a random $7 million house. Yeah, if you've got the funds, why not? <laughs> like, I think that yeah. would, I could do that. And, that could and, be my life. And Michelle, Michelle, I agree with you. I think he would be amazing on TV. Oh, like, my if, gosh. If he would, I mean, as an analyst. He would be so funny as an analyst because in those scenarios, he'd be forced to say stuff and, like, a lot of the times when you're watching games, the, the color commentators don't really say anything interesting but they're just saying things jay would i think actually be hilarious like he would call people out so i i i completely agree i'm bummed that he didn't end up getting to work for fox last season well there's time now sucked on the dolphins yeah he should he should get in there my favorite jay moment so far and there's been many is i think it was episode one one of the first things when the girls walked in to Kristen's house the the girls that work for her did and um Jay doesn't say hello to them. And Kristen says, why don't you say hello? It's so awkward. And he goes, I felt pretty comfortable. <laughs> God. After my own heart. He just yeah. does not care. He Like nothing really ruffles him. He's just like, I'm, I'm comfortable. I don't care. I don't care if I don't say that. What was the part too where he's like, where she's upstairs and he's like reading a book in that little area on the couch. Yes. And she's like, what are you reading a book? And he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to better myself. <laughs> like, like, I just love like, I do think that there's some of Jay that like knows that he's like being this way and he's sort of playing up to it. For sure. Because I feel like it, that that is impossible to maintain at all times. It'd be just that much of a, of a you know, a bleep. Like, I feel like that's like, that's not, po- even I couldn't do that for 24 hours a day. 
Suri, I actually kind of think he is like that all the time. I don't think he's playing it up for the camera. I'm getting a completely organic vibe from the dude. And I have this theory. So we all kind of agree that the girls that aren't Kristen on the show kind of suck. And uh, I have a theory that he, or whoever produced this thing, decided before the series, like, mm, not sure if Jay Cutler is going to be interesting enough to like, you know, carry the show. So we need you to have these, like, ancillary characters on the side to kind of move the plot along. And then they struck gold, and they didn't realize how great Jay is. Because if they thought Jay was going to be this good, he would have those, like, little side interview things, right? You know, when they, they do the cutaways. And Maybe he doesn't want to do the, it. The room. Yeah, I'm That's with true. Steve. He might, <laughs> it is, he might it just is be like, nah. that he wouldn't want to do it. My, my theory is that he didn't realize that they were getting such a star out of this. And if they do make a second season, I think that we're going to see even more Jay. That's my, that's my theory. My question now, really quick, though, is do they go – is this – because I don't watch some reality shows. Like, do they do these things week to week, or are these all taped from, like, months ago? Oh, I know because I watch a lot of, of Housewives. It's basically like a, mu- a couple month allotment that okay. they record you at XYZ times. And then as the drama develops, they edit it certain ways. So, you know, and, and those interviews are obviously retroactive and they will play, you know, the clips or whatever and then ask them about like when this happened. Okay, so basically, like if they if they knew Jay was a star, they wouldn't be able to like really make him a star and like make him a sh- like a main character until like at least a month or two. Right. Okay, so that's because I, I think I don't know if it was week to week. I'm like, oh, episode two, like they knew Jay was so good in the first one that they would they'll probably put him more in the second one. And I was surprised they didn't, but that makes sense now. Yeah, but see, I see them saying, Jay, you're a star. Everyone loves you. We're going to give you like an interview section. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm going to go ahead and watch my deal. Yeah, I can can totally see him turning that down. Yeah, that's a good call. So here's the problem, though. I only want to watch it for Jay. And I know you guys are all involved and invested in all of this, you know, uncommon James store drama right now. Well, I'm I I think it's a little fake. Like I think, you know, I don't know. I feel like they needed some sort of drama so they're like, "Hey, Brittany, just like, you know, I mean, Shannon is like a classic like antagonist, right? And uh or pro, I'm sorry, protagonist. Wait, what am I getting this wrong? Antagonist. No, you're antagonist. right. Antagonist. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Antagonist, antagonist is the, She's How about this, Sorty? She's a classic villain. Yeah, and I feel like she wants to play she's a mean that girl. role. She's she's a Regina George. Yeah. So I feel like she was like, okay, there's an opening here. Somebody needs to be the bad character. I'm going to be the bad character. So she just does it, and she's just a, you know, she's terrible to Brittany, and she's like an awful worker and just creates all this drama because that's what the show needs. And I feel like that's maybe not her, but she wants that to be her thing because she can maybe become the star of the show if she's the villain. Yeah, you know what I think about her that's amazing is heading into this, Jake Cutler was considered this really unlikable guy, right? Like anybody that... You knew him from his time being the quarterback of the Chicago Chicago Bears would be like, Jay Cutler has like a punchable face or like, you know, smoking Jay Cutler or this and that. She has managed to be so unlikable that no one even remembers that Jay at one point was unlikable. Like everything that Jay was perceived to be that we've now realized once the curtain is drawn back that he may not be, Shannon is. Yeah, I completely agree. I think she's the worst. I hate her. I really hate her. But the show it honestly needs makes her, me want to stop watching her. the show how much I... Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I think if they did it the right way, 
it could be more like uh, the show, what was it, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey back really in the was. day? Great where show. Where the cameras were just on them all the time. I want that with Jay and Kristen. And I, like I said, I think that they didn't realize how good they had it with those two before this season. And next season, maybe it's just them, like, almost all the time. I don't know. I think that this contrived drama is, is E's way of they, they thought they needed it. I don't think they need it. That's, that's my take. I am very pro no Shannon. There's a yeah, very specific sucks. reason for that. No, there's not. Don't even bring it up. <laughs> Don't even bring it up. I mean, bring are we doing up. this or are we not bring doing this? <laughs> yeah. Do it. Saruti, do it. Listen, there's no it's no secret that Michelle is a big Kyle Long fan. I'll just leave it at that. And Shannon is Kyle Long's ex. So okay. I, I think there's a clear connection here to why Michelle does not like Shannon. Okay. And it didn't, Shannon could have been the best character on the show, and Michelle would have been like, mm, not a fan. Incorrect. <laughs> In, first of all, let, yes. me, let me clear my name here, okay? One time a girl says something on national TV and national radio about Kyle Long, and it becomes this big thing. So to give everyone some background... When I was in Bristol, I was out to dinner with three people that worked at ESPN Radio, uh, another girl and two guys, and we get started at dinner. It was actually uh, a Mexican place, Tom, so we were celebrating National Tequila Day, too. The margaritas were flowing. Uh, One of them was Bubba, who everyone knows from his time on Russell and Cannell and now working with Steve on The Will Kane Show. Another was Deirdre, who works at ESPN Radio, and Dan Stanzik, who's the producer of Golik and Wingo. So you have a wide variety of people there. And I don't know how the conversation got brought up, but... But somebody said that Chris Bryant was the most attractive baseball player and just, oh, my gosh, isn't he such a babe? And I said, yeah, he's a right. But, like, I think Mike Trout is much more attractive than Chris Bryant. And <laughs> okay, I mean, he is. Mike Trout is much more attractive than Chris Bryant. Mike Trout's neck is thicker wild than his thing. head. That's hot. <laughs> is it, though? It, okay. So here's the you thing. You have a type. So, I mean, listen. So it yeah. So my friends always said that when I would get married, I'd be walking down the aisle and they'd be looking at the groom, my future husband standing at the end of the aisle and they'd be whispering in the pews being like, "Wait, is Michelle's husband ripped or is he fat? <laughs> like I can't tell." And so I said, "Totally. Like I like a thick guy and that's T H I C C, a double C, right?" Um so we came up with this term <laughs> called attractive where a guy is not fat and he's not totally attractive but his huskiness combined with his face makes him attractive you just don't know really yeah he's always intriguing because there's that line of like what is he and you know what it is you know the only way you can tell it's like if you poke his arm does your finger sink in or is it hard like is he doughy or muscly like like, not meatheads but like and not doughy guys but you just like like the the naturally strong, like, guy maybe works on a ranch in the summer type totally. guy. If you're you know, a monster, hurting. call me. Surdy, what, what did you call it before? Chubbo? Chubbo. Yeah, you're in Chubbo. So it's okay. Jeez. Okay, first of all, it's not a Chubbo. He has to be athletic. Just no, because it's a thick neck doesn't listen. mean he's overweight. No, listen. Kyle is, Kyle is not. Kyle is in shape, clearly. He's, like, totally. ripped. So, but, he, but he's, like... He's an offensive lineman, so you think of him as being like a big guy, or, be, or you know, fat. But he's not fat, so that's Michelle's no. not into that guy. She's into like the she's into like the ripped offensive lineman. Totally, the one who just isn't yeah. toned, but is like has muscle and is super freaking strong. He just looks like a refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, but 
I just love I just love the word chubbo so much. I'm oh, sitting in my living room laughing. Chubbo, my God. <laughs> but he's not a chubbo. He isn't. Like, no. Kyle's not a chubbo. Mike Trout isn't either, and I thought he Mike was Mike Trout's cute. not. Mike Trout, how do you Mike Trout, Mike Trout is, is a chubbo. No, he's not. He's ripped. Yeah, Mike Trout's fat. No. I'm not going to sit here and say Mike Trout is ugly, but as the hottest guy. He's hotter than Chris Bryant. No. What are you talking That's so about? Wrong. Okay. Well, you guys can have your take and I'll have mine. He's a classic New Jersey, like, you know, like, and I'm not trying to say this in a mean way. He's just like, you know, he's, he's bigger. His neck is massive. Like he just, you yeah. know what I mean? He's Hot. pudgy in a way. If his neck is bigger than my yeah. thigh, let's date. I mean, I just, I don't oh, know. God. That's, that's, you know. So, okay. So we're at the dinner. The the Mike Trout, Chris Bryant debate rages on. And then they're like, okay, well, let's further this conversation. Who is the hottest guy in the NFL? So we go around the table. Bubba, noted Cowboys fan, says Des Bryant. Yeah, weirdest answer of them all. <laughs> and I was like, you're such a homer. And he said, no, I mean, he's an attractive man. Like, Des Bryant is an attractive man. So then I forget the other two, but I'm pretty sure one said Cam Newton and the other said Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, attractive guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Both attractive. So then it swings back to me and I say, Kyle Long. And they're like, what? How can you pick of everyone in the NFL, Kyle Long? And, I'm sa- and I said, I don't think any of the people you named are not hot. They're all hot. But I read this story once that Jeff Dickerson wrote about Kyle Long and it was about this young kid in Chicago who was getting bullied and the dad somehow reached out to Kyle Long and was like yo my kid's getting bullied and Kyle Long showed up to the kid's birthday party and that to me is the hottest thing I've ever heard in my life so to me not only is Kyle Long you know attractive or whatever you want to call him he's got a heart of gold so I mean yeah I picked him and so then I'm telling Saruti about this the next day as we're getting ready for our pre-show meeting. And he's like, what? How could you pick Kyle Long? Chris Long is clearly the hotter Long. And so then we are in this like <laughs> massive debate over which Long brother is hotter. And then Danny Cannell comes in and he's like, oh, my God, we have to do this on the show. So then we bring it up on the show. And it's so funny because Rosillo obviously was on the show and he's friends with both of them. So to so we talked about it. It became a thing. And then one time a girl mentions that Kyle Long is hot and forever she's labeled as like the Kyle Long girl and like has to hate Shannon on Very Cavalier because of it. Do not connect those dots. Michelle, don't sit here and act like that doesn't play a part. Come on. It plays a part. It doesn't. It not even. I mean, if anything, part. it makes him less attractive because he has terrible taste Whoa. in women. Oh, well, he didn't date her for that long. I don't think so. Maybe well, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, Michelle, you're the guy or you're the girl in like a in like a you know mid 2000s comedy movie <laughs> who dates Vince Vaughn. Like you're the you're, oh, Vince, totally. Vaughn's, you're Vince Vaughn's wife in a movie. You know that's the kind like that's who you are because he's that guy. He's like, is he you know is he overweight? He's just a big guy. I'm not really sure what he is. You'd probably did, who's like he's probably funny. He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, isn't totally ripped. Maybe isn't a ten. Totally, but like has a lot of other good redeeming qualities. You are so correct because I used to think Vince Vaughn before he got, um, shall we say, weathered. Now he looks a little weathered. Uh, but like you know, early Vince Vaughn was such a babe. For You're the sure. only person that thinks that. Early, early Vince Vaughn was actually early Vince Vaughn was actually kind of skinny. Yeah, yeah. Then he got like, yeah. Are we then, talking then wedding got, crashers, pretty, Vince Vaughn? Cool. Yeah, like around then, no, maybe that, a little that's, later. So that's, that's when he became a chubbo. He's not a chubbo. He's just a little <laughs> thick. He's really tall. If he came up to me at a wedding, I would certainly say, what's up? So you like dad bods. What's up? You know, I'm not, I'm not like anti-muscles. Like if a guy is ripped, I'm certainly like, whoa, 
nice bod. But if a guy is really funny and interesting and just happens to have one extra layer around him, I'm not going to hold it against him. <laughs> He's got some padding. I, I respect I get that. It. As, as, listen, as, as a bigger man, I respect that, Michelle. <laughs> As a smaller man, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just love that you guys are so anti the guys that I think are hot. You guys have really just dug your flag in on your no, you know, attractive guys are not in. No, so that's not so that's not my take. I I, I actually think Kyle Long is a good looking guy. I just think your Mike Trout take is just wild. I don't think he's a good looking dude. I mean, he how is mean. That? That's, that's how I would describe it. He has him. a really. So not only is his neck bigger than his head, his head is so small. He has a tiny head. Or his neck is just that big. Maybe he has a normal size head and his neck is just gargantuan. <laughs> More than any other podcast that we've ever done, this is a glimpse for people into our lives working together. Like, these are the exact conversations that we would have every day. Like, oh, is his neck that big that his head is small or is his head just that small in his body? 20 minutes go by. I'm discussing oh it. I'm not even sure. Oh, my God. Our, these are our sports takes, by the way. <laughs> like, this is way more interesting. Yeah, this is, this is what people at ESPN actually talk about off the air. Okay. Well, now that I've revealed that I think Kyle Long is the hottest NFL player, who is your pick? Brady. Oh, he would. Oh, and I by mean, the way, on. Tom Brady has a dad bod. He does. He does. But, you know, he, he wants a dad bod, so I respect that. No, 100%. Yeah, he, but like, that's, what, that's what he strives for. Don't come at me over a attractive, th- you know, thick double C guy when <laughs> you're going to say Tom Brady, who for sure has a dad bod, is the hottest Brady's guy. had a dad bod since, like, the combine. 100%. Like, like he doesn't, you know, yeah. like that's, you know, that, I get that. No, for Brady, it's Brady, more about the Brady face had a ripped, beard. Brady had a ripped face from, like, 07 to, I want to say, maybe 11. He was pretty ripped. But, uh, yeah, he's back to his, his doughiness. And, He's won MVPs and Super Bowl since then, so I can't. I, nothing but respect for my God. I think guys that work out too much and get too ripped, though, those guys concern me. Like, like Saquon Barkley. Sh- well, no, because he's a professional athlete. Guys who aren't professional. Oh, athletes. got it. If got you're it. Just like a guy who like yeah, yeah. looks like who like doesn't Rusillo. have. Yeah. You know, no, because Rosillo's not ripped. <laughs> he's just big. Like I respect that more. The guys that like have you know whatever two percent body fat and like eat chicken and rice every two hours. Like that guy, I'm like, dude, you don't. You're just doing this for like your life. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, enjoy yourself. Are you, oh, I need a carbon. Like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, what? Are, you're not in a competition. Like, are you just? Like, right. It's like yeah, the wannabe just, Jersey Shore guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, enjoy They're your just life. Super, super insecure. That's what yeah. it is. They're too insecure. Like I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm you know I'm pre- I'm not in I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in great shape. I'm just skinny, and I'm okay with that. Like I don't, you know, it's it's fine. I'm not trying to impress anybody. It is what it is. Like you know, if I need to lose some weight, I lose some weight, but I don't. But like the guy that just shredded and spends his entire life doing that, and it's like, oh, you know, it overcomes his eating schedule, his drinking schedule, or whatever, his sleep schedule. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but you know, everyone at the beach for three months a year. Like, what, what are we doing? Everyone has that person that they're like, "Wow, if I could have that body, I would totally do it." Right? Like, you know, ideal no, body. But then they explain to you how they get there, and right. it's like, no, yeah, right? But that's what I was going to ask. Like, if you were like, "Okay, you could have Ronaldo's body, but you could not eat carbs for a whole year," no. would you make that trade? No, Tom. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. 
Yeah, I would I'd rather just be average and eat what I want. Totally. I feel the same way. That's why I get so annoyed when everyone's trying to hawk all of these, you know, weight loss things or these shakes or whatever at me online. I'm like, listen, I'm fine eating, you know, like punishing myself Monday through Friday and then just going ham on the weekends and playing for the tie. Like, yeah, I've, even. Yeah, I've realized that playing for the tie is going to be the cycle for the rest of my life. And I'm OK with it. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, you ate chicken and rice or you're eating these shakes. Like, cool. No one cares. <laughs> Yo, chicken and rice is bomb, though. It's yeah, not, not every two hours. <laughs> like, come on. No, true, but like the like the little bodegas uh, throughout New York that have the little chicken and rice. Oh man, get the little white sauce on it. Mm. All right, Tom. We're not talking about bodega chicken and rice. We're talking about like awful, <laughs> bland George yeah. Foreman grilled yeah. chicken yeah. and no like fat. yeah, gross rice. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, but bodega chicken and rice is delicious. Great, random take, Tom. Cool. But anyway, okay, so I, I want to get away from hotness. Well, actually, this ties into hotness because I feel like a lot of people do diet and workout heading into these things. Uh, but this past weekend, we had a big event in the post show pod squad, and I'm talking about Sarudi's bachelor party. So, Steve, tell us where you went, tell us about your squad, and do you have any um, safe for podcast stories? Yeah, the, so, all right, so I, I went to Maine, the middle of nowhere. It's a place called Millinocket. It's like seven hours probably from from where I was in Connecticut. So it was a bit of a hike. Middle of nowhere. There's nothing around there. We were just on a lake, and it was great. Um, I had, it was seven seven total guys, all of whom have gone out together, so we so, sort of all knew the deal. We were all used to being around each other, which is actually key. We'll get to that later. Um, nice tease. The only real thing that we did, I mean, we drank a ton. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, we probably, I mean, you know, bottle of whiskey a night, maybe. Whoa. Kind of aggressive. For, for three nights. Now, the only Love time we that. didn't do anything really crazy was the first night we were there because that, that second day we had to wake up early and go whitewater rafting in which my friend accidentally punched me in the face with an oar. What? Which both of you saw. Yeah, but like I didn't realize that that was that you had your hardcore activity early day two. Yeah, but I, I think that was the best way to do it because if we had done it later, mm-hmm. none of us would have been in shape to do like a seven-hour, like 12-mile whitewater rafting trip. You know what I mean? Totally. Like we'd have all been we have puking yeah. inside of the boat, falling out in these rapids, and pro- someone probably wouldn't have made it back. Yes, and Steve, you did tweet out the video of you getting accidentally punched in the face by an oar because it's incredible. It's in slow motion, and I've never been more impressed with you in my life, Steve, because you, I mean, you got nailed in the face, like right in the jaw with this oar, and you barely even reacted. Yeah, the first thing that came to my mind was like, I thought I lost a tooth, and I was like, dude, first day, and I lose a tooth, like, Jesus. But luckily, it was just a little bit of blood, slow and limp, that was about it. Um, So that was fine. But, uh, you know, it was mostly just like, we. so like I said, we were on a lake. Seven guys. We had plenty of room. This house was unbelievable. We rented out this uh, as an Airbnb. It was like five bedrooms, like three different floors. It was absolutely massive. Right on this lake with a pier, with like paddle boards, canoes, all this stuff. Um, so that was great. And you know, I don't think I have any crazy stories because the last the last bachelor party that I went to was was one of my friends who was there. Um, we went to Vegas, so I didn't really want to do that thing again because I figured we would do it again at some point for somebody else's bachelor party. We needed kind of a break, and plus one of my buddies lost $22,000 at a strip club. So uh, Lost it like he dropped it? No, he didn't drop it. it no, or? he did not drop it. Uh, he, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess he didn't lose $22,000. <laughs> uh, he, he accidentally spent $22,000. Uh, On so strippers? I was like, we need, yeah. Um, As you do. You know, <laughs> You know, it was uh, it was over. It was two cards, 
you know, I've two told this, cards. I've he told went this the story two before. card I mean, route. He clearly got taken advantage of, but there's really nothing you can do. I mean, he just kind of got screwed. So and, um, did he get that reimbursed? No, no, he's <gasps> still paying it off. Yeah, he's still. Uh, does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> he does not have a girlfriend. Okay. No, he okay. was one of the he was one of the few single guys on that trip. So he kind of went after it. And he, you know, he disappeared for like a couple hours and we we're like, all right, well, we got to like, what's, what's going on? It's like 430 in the morning in Vegas. Like we got to get out of here. And they told us we couldn't, door was shut. So we couldn't go in. So we just had to leave him. So, oh my God. uh, you know, next, the next morning he, uh, well, okay. So he takes, so basically this is the bad sign. So when he was done there, I think he was done at like five or 6am, they, they sent him back to our suite, um, in a private limousine. So you knew at that point that he had spent a good amount of money. Yeah. He just wasn't sure exactly how much. So then my buddy come my buddy comes in in the morning and like wakes us up like probably a couple hours later like eight or nine, and you know he was my buddy who who was who lost all the money didn't lose it or spent all the money was still sleeping. Is like hey like this dude hey, he lost like a good amount of money at strip club. I was like what are we talking like a couple thousand bucks? And he's like nah, I want you to try again. I was like, I don't know, like $5,000, six. He's like, no, keep going, keep going. What? I was like, there's no way it could have been over 10, right? And he was like, $22,000. And I just started laughing. I was like, okay, like, what are you going to do in that? Like, what else do you do in that situation? I mean, so, honestly, thank, the first thing that came to my mind is thank God that he's single. Because can you imagine having to call your wife? Oh, yeah. And awesome. tell her. Hey, so this charge it that it's gonna come through <laughs> from so, Diamond Cabaret. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like it, they put yeah, they put it at, like you know Asian bistro. Oh my in, god! Instead of like you know, that's so whatever, no, are you lying got. on I the swear, statement? It's an Asian bistro. Yep, twenty two thousand dollars. <laughs> like damn! Oh my god, that, Asian that bistro. So that's kind of why he had trouble fighting it. So long wow. story short, that's why I was like, okay, so we did that when my buddy's first, that was the first like real big bachelor party of my friends. I was like, let's keep it, let's do, let's do a little more low key this time. Totally. Um, I know a couple of my buddies are really yeah. into like hiking and whatever. And like, so we did the whitewater rafting trip and I had done that before. So I was like, let's, let's do this. This is more fun. And plus like we could just kind of be on our own and drink and we bought a ton of alcohol and just kind of hung out by ourselves in the middle of nowhere, made some fires and it was good. Um, but I do have this story. One of my buddies is, uh, he's definitely the most experienced drinker of the group. Okay. Um, he's like six, four, he gained about a hundred pounds since high school. Hot. No lie. And he's like proud of that. Um, and he should be. I wow. Love and so he is, he's like an aggressive drinker, never like out of control, but he just, he drinks a lot. And he, <laughs> there was like the second night we were there. He's like, he, he's telling me about like, oh, you know, last weekend I did this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, let me show you this picture of the last time that I was like the most drunk I could remember. So he shows me this picture and he's just like out of his freaking mind. And there's probably no way he remembers that. And he's like, hey, could you just like tell me if I looked like that again? And I was like, yeah, oh, no problem. Like, wh- like, why? Do you want me to just tell you to stop? And he goes, oh, no, no, no. Take a picture. What? <laughs> <laughs> to what? Put it on the wall of fame? I was like, Jesus Okay, That's so you, awesome. he's like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to mark so that if I'm ever more drunk than that, I will remember it. And I'm just like, dude, you are <laughs> next freaking level. Like, I don't even know. Like, you're living in That's 2018. Awesome. Yeah, he so, wants yeah, was, like the line of demarcation. Like, yeah, do you want me to tell you to like cool it? You know, want to calm down? He's like, no, just take a picture. I was like, okay, done and done. <laughs> so That's nobody got really I gotta meet. I gotta meet this guy. Yeah, no, you would let you guys would get along. You are like the same person. You are. You really are. Um, he's actually really successful awesome. too. He's like a pretty successful, he has a good job. He's like, he just likes to get after it. He drinks a lot and it's like beer actually. Although he was trying to, he, he's been drinking Trulies a lot recently because, uh, you know, the calorie factor. 
Totally. Getting a little self-conscious. Mm. But. Trying to slim down? Yeah. So Tell him most, that there are girls out there that like a thick guy. Oh, he's actually getting married. He's engaged. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, he's good. He's got it all figured What's out. What's up? Um, but so, like I said, this one was a little bit more low-key. There was a lot of there was a lot of booze that we drank throughout the weekend. It was somewhat dangerous because you can, like, go out on the water and drink on, like, right. a paddleboard. But there were no waves. It was fun. <laughs> you you know, know, there were some boats that would come in and out that might be dangerous. But so nobody really got injured other than, like, me getting punched in the face. Yeah. Well, as you're telling me this, it's there's so many layers to a bachelor-bachelorette party, right? Like, it used to just be one big night out. And now it's evolved into this massive weekend thing where you go somewhere out of town and, you know, you have all these different people. But as you're talking about your friends, I start thinking about the bachelor at parties that I've been to and the one that I planned. And it's always interesting because the the bride or the groom is inviting all of their friends. It's not just your one friend group. You're inviting yes. like your high it's school a friends. melting pot. Yes. Your college friends. Have, that might not all get along. Yeah, your work friends. You may you may have to invite the bride or groom's siblings or their cousin, you know, like your family, some some of them go. And it's really hard sometimes to make sure that it's a cohesive group and that the vibe is right. I couldn't agree more. So I had these seven guys, like we all had gone out for years. I've known most of them since high school and then uh, one in college. So that's, that, that's, it was totally fine. We all knew each other's speeds and, you know, even, and, and if somebody was getting annoying, you could just tell them to their face, like, dude, shut the heck up. Or like, take everyone, a picture. Yeah. Or take a picture of me because I'm blackout. But if you threw in like a rando, not even like a rando, but if you like, like, I'm trying to think, like, if I brought, you know, somebody who, and I'm not going to use you, Tom, as an example, because you would have fit in, but somebody who, like, wasn't as much of a partier or just someone who wasn't maybe mm-hmm. as vulgar as my friends can be when they're around each other, it can be awkward. Like, that group is, like, it's a very delicate balance of guys, and I wonder how different it is for guys and girls, because I feel like girls are, like, you know, most girls, I'm, I'm not trying to be a stereotypical guy here, but I feel like most girls at a bachelor party are the woo girls. Like, they just, like, to make a lot of noise, and they, like, you know, have a couple of you know, drinks at a bar, okay. and they just start yelling and screaming. Um, guys are like a little bit different. I think guys are like really judgy and they get annoyed with each other really quickly. So do girls. Um, and then alcohol involved, but there could be some fighting. So, so do girls at a bachelorette party. Really? I mean, not physical, but it's like, oh my God, how dare you wear that top? I thought I was going to wear this top. No, I I see what, I see what Sarudi's saying though. Like a girl at a bachelor party might like internalize it more because they don't want to like I mean, bachelorette. Sorry, they don't want to like ruin it for the girls. Yeah, sure. it's like the girls' weekend. You know, it's so perfect for the girl. Whereas the guys, like, if I have a problem with a dude, I'm just going to call him out right to his face because we're hammered. <laughs> yeah, you would, I mean, Tom. It, like, totally, just be like, "Hey, stop being a bleep." You know, like, I, and then it, then we have problems, yeah. and then you know, yeah, we're like, you know, we're like no, a, no, a so full so bottle. Rudy, I actually, hand. I have a, I have a situation coming up next year where my buddy, we're going to Vegas for a bachelor party. And the way he did it was he took, like, his five or six best friends from high school, and then it's the five best friends from college, and then, like, the brothers of the groom and bride are coming. And we're all going to Vegas together, and none of us have ever partied with his high school friends. So we're all kind of – it's going to, like, be kind of a weird separation, like, feeling out process. You know, like, what do you most like? I'm trying. What would you be most nervous about? Like, would you like? Would because I know Tom, you wouldn't hold back because you're just you just are you who you are all the time. No. So and like and we yeah, all yeah, love no. that, but like some people might be like, who's this Tom guy? Like, what the heck is his deal? I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about. Uh, I got a few buddies. Uh, well, I'm really just worried about one buddy in particular. He just gets like annoyed really easily with people, mm-hmm. and, and I guess there's another buddy that like he'll get annoyed, but he won't like make a big deal about it. He'll just like talk crap about it to everyone else, and like 
it'll become a thing that we just need to talk about, which is annoying. So I'm kind of just worried about how they're going to interact with those people. Like I'm pretty adaptable. Like I can kind of like make any situation work, but like I'm more worried about my, a few of my buddies in the group kind of just getting annoyed to a level that it might kind of bring down the vibe. But there's always going to be the guy, like everyone should have a different role, right? Michelle, you get on this too, because I feel like it's got to be the same for bachelorettes. Like there's the mom of the group. There's the, you know, the dad Mm -hmm. of the group. There's Mm -hmm. the guy who cooks a lot. Like Mm -hmm. we had a, we had a designated cooking guy. Mm -hmm. We had a designated drink mixing guy. We had a breakfast guy. We had a cleanup crew. Nice. Like everyone sort of knew their role in this. And that's, I feel like that's the, Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. Everyone needs to know what their role is. If you're like, some people Mm -hmm. are going to get annoyed with the hype guy. Like, yeah. And, and, but if you totally. know the hype guy, then you're fine because you've known this hype guy forever. But if it's like a new guy that comes into this group of guys who don't necessarily know him, it's like, who the heck is this guy? And then everyone's roles get messed up. So like, you need to know the roles are key and everyone needs to sort of stay in the lane to, and then to like, to have like the maximum amount of party time. Totally. I think, uh, you're right. I think for bachelorette parties, at least the ones that I've been on, um, I'm incredibly fortunate to have such an amazing group of girlfriends, both in high school and in college, no drama. We've never fought with one another. It's just like smooth sailing. Everyone loves each other and just laughs all the time. Um, I think where the issue comes in most of the time for like disrupting the vibe a little bit is when you bring in like the future sister-in-laws. Yes. And like I have the bachelor parties that I've gone on. It's never been a problem. But I've heard stories where you you bring them in and, you know, they they may not have the same vibe as you or they may not, you know, think certain things are funny or they, you know, the worst, I think, is when they don't really want to party. Like they want to go because they feel obligated to go. But then they're like, I'm going to take an Uber home after dinner. And then, you know, you're like, OK, well, we're obviously going out. Yeah, but that's better, though. Then it's like, OK, you're tapping out. Like, then sure. we can probably be more, you know what I mean like you're not putting yourself in a situation where but then you come home and you're loud and you're ordering pizza you have to know that right that's the deal like it's not up to you this isn't your this isn't with all respect like sister of the yeah this isn't your thing I know but that's where it gets a little (laughs) sticky but I think as far as roles go usually at least I can only speak to my experience um, usually we defer to the maid of honor like the maid of honor Mm -hmm. is the one or and or the bridal party is who planned it and so usually they kind of take the reins and they're like okay like for instance I was the maid of honor once I planned a bachelorette party in Austin Texas there was like 20 plus girls that went and I've never planned something to a team more in my entire life for months I planned this I had Excel spreadsheets on like what everyone liked to eat like we rented this sick house house in Austin, pool in the back, enough bedrooms. It was awesome. So by the time we landed and got the rental car and we got to the house, I had had groceries delivered so that everyone could like wake up and make coffee and have breakfast at their leisure or like a drunk snack. I had booze delivered to the house. I had a playlist ready to go. I had inflatable swans, Amazon primed there. Like I was ready to go. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, from there, there was only certain things that I planned. Like we had a big group. So we had dinner reservations. One day I chartered a boat to go out on Lake Travis. So of course we had to have a party bus come get us. And then I had a driver and like those things we that we planned, but everything else, I feel like, you know, I kept it super loose so that things could develop as they wanted to. Since mm-hmm. we had a pool at the house, it was awesome. Um, but I think, you know, everyone just kind of deferred to me and I was like, yeah, you know, if you want to clean up, that'd be awesome. Or like, here's a list of things that I haven't done, you know, and it it's, it's not like, okay, you're going to be the designated hype girl or like you're the mom of the group. It was more just like. So you, you're you a planner though. So you plan. I mean like. We, oh, I'm we a planner. Did, like we just made a BJ stop on the way up and bought a ton of like Weird. frozen food and just like 
<laughs> Strange. And uh, revealing. Not... <laughs> it was not that kind of beat. You know, I just you. want you to know in the Midwest, we don't have that. So you might want to explain what that is. You guys don't know what BJ's are? I love. I, lo- I love BJ's. BJ's is the best. You realize that there's all these people listening to this from the Midwest that were just like, oh, You don't have what? BJ's in the West? I mean, some people do. No, I don't... BJ's, it's like, it's like, it's like Sam's Club. I just it's love like good BJ's. It's, it's, Jeez. Yeah, BJ's is the best. Oh, okay, my God. B- okay, 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 now that we're done having fun. BJ's is like a Costco. Do you guys have Costco? We do have Costco. Okay. So we BJ's have yeah. Costco. So we went to so so we got a bunch of fro. I can't stop now laughing. I'm gonna transition by saying we got a bunch of meat at BJ's. <laughs> We're so immature. I can't. So we did that. We bought like a, seven boxes of cereal. We bought coffee. We bought like you know a tub of cream cheese. So we just kind of went there, and then we bought all our beer, and that was like our once. That was our. That was the most thing we planned on the way up. We didn't really have anything oh, wow. delivered. But you were going. I was going to Austin, Texas, which is a big place, and you know you can't just roll in with twenty girls and be like, "Hey, we'd like a table at this great restaurant." You know what I mean? Or like, "Hey, can we have a boat today?" You know, you like you were kind of going to a more nondescript place. That's true. That's true. But I mean, you know, I think even if we had, we didn't like when we went to Vegas, I guess it's different for Vegas too. Like, yeah, we didn't, it's different. We didn't do any of that stuff. If we had, would have went to Austin, we wouldn't have planned anything. We would maybe plan a dinner. That's about it. All right. I have one more question about the difference between bachelor and bachelorette parties. So when I planned the bachelorette party, I was like, no games unless they're cool. And we did two games. One was that every person had to bring purchase a pair of underwear for the bride and then you hang them up what? on Whoa. a clothespin line and she has to guess she'll pull it down like the lingerie and say okay i think michelle got me this or whatever and she has to see if she can get it right so it's kind of funny because some of them are like you know risque and others are like you know granny panties and just disgusting it's really funny I to try guess that that seems hard it will like some of them have an inside joke to it or whatever you know like it's like one I don't want to reveal any of it, but anyway, anyway, um, but like, it's funny. It's really funny. (laughs) The other thing is I had a list of 10 questions that I sent to the groom and I had him video his responses to me, like selfie video himself and send them to me. And I, uh, you know, like Chromecasted it on the TV. So it would be like, you know, what would the groom say is the most annoying thing about you to the bride? And then she answers and then we would play Mm. the, the groom's answer. So that was like a funny thing that we did. But I've gone to other bachelorette parties where it's like, you know, oh, we're going to play this game. We're going to play that. Like, put on your sash. You know, we're going out, which is just not really my vibe. Did you buy T-shirts? No. Come on. Squad. Come on. No, we did get the tats, though, for the um, the boat day. That's so, I mean, here you we go. You got what? You know, those, like, you know, tattoos, those, like, fake tattoos that yeah. say, like, bride tribe Oh, oh like, that's funny. But that's uh, the only, no, I did Suri, not get T-shirts. I don't t-shirts. know about you. Surety, I've, I've only been to one bachelor party, and I'm going to my second one next weekend, and I got, you know, a bunch planned for next year because I'm kind of hitting that age right now where everyone's mm-hmm. starting to get married. But, like, I, I don't really know that bachelor parties do, like, games like that at all. Do you? Wait, 
Do what? Yeah, do you do any game? Like, bachelors don't do games like we, bachelorettes oh, do. No, We don't no, do no. games like well, that, we, right? No, we did, like, yeah. drinking games. That's, you know, that's Yeah, a, yeah, that's we'll just play, like, We did Who Can like, Get the Drunkest. Yeah. We played that game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody exactly. won. Exactly. Um, which was great. But no, no, there are no games. Like, I don't, I mean, you know, what between Vegas and Maine, we didn't, you know, there were no games. It was no just, games. Especially because we were on the right. water. Like, we, we just kind of, like, did that scene and just hung out. It was almost like a vacation more Fun. than anything, right? Like, you're just, you know, going to the lake, hanging out, drinking beers, playing flip cup, whatever, playing setback, cards, having a fire at night, drinking a ton of whiskey. Yeah. And that was really about it. Just doing guy stuff. Just I, dudes being dudes. Just guys <laughs> being dudes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So since we know, Steve, what you did for your bachelor party, I want to know what Tom would do. Tom, what would you do for your bachelor party? How do you envision it? Okay. Uh... Let me preface this by saying I do not have a girlfriend and am very far away from being married. So let's say, I don't know, seven years from now, I'm going to my bachelor party. Uh, I don't know if I'd still be about the Vegas vibe, but I feel like Vegas is just the way to go. I, I, I like the idea of everything being accessible to me at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone going hard, everyone getting drunk, having amazing food, uh, being able to gamble. You could go to the sports book, watch games, you know, play some bets, play some futures. Uh, I just think Vegas would be my vibe. I don't know. Am, am I crazy here? But uh, granted, it would be Have a you few been years to Vegas, from now. You said? Like I said, I, I've been to Vegas, uh, not for a bachelor party, but I've done a Vegas trip and I loved it. It was awesome. I just get nervous for you in Vegas. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like I okay. So, so when I went to Vegas, I I definitely learned the hard way uh, to to handle my money as differently in in many different areas. And maybe we can talk off pod about this. Um, but yeah, I, I now, now that I've been, I know how to to do it correctly. All right. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I've so, been to Vegas three be- times. And I'm just sort of. I was sort of Vegas out. I, I, I've I never know. been to. I've been to Vegas a few times, but never on a bachelorette party. Um, and I'm almost thankful for that because I think it would have gotten super aggressive. It does, and that's how you lose twenty-two thousand yeah. dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten to that level. <laughs> um. Normally, at the end of every podcast. I thank everyone for listening, and I ask them to please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate it, and review. And so I want to uh, read you guys some of the reviews that we've gotten. Oh, boy. Because I think they're amazing, and I want to encourage other people who like the pod to review. Um, So we'll do three. First one is from Darty Marty, which I really appreciate. So, uh, title says, Push Pot is back, which I obviously love the Joe Tess reference. And it's at five stars. It says, Love the pod. Gets better and better every episode so far. I just wish Free. <laughs> I can't even say this. I just wish Freeze Pops didn't refer to every thought as his take. That's a bit much. You know what? Good point. <laughs> Learn. Hey, dude. Uh, that's a good take. I mean, you do really say, That's do, my take. That's my that. take. That's my take. You I don't know. I, I grew up in the take culture. First take, baby. Um, this one is from Svenard3. It says, Post Show Pod is back. It says, Michelle is super smart and has a great perspective. Thank you. Also love the Post Show Pod back together. We need to get Rosillo as a guest. Nope. He'll never do it. <laughs> no, he would do it. But how are we going to get four voices from four different locations? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could do it from yeah, him being in, in L.A., but man. 
That's one of those things where he he would just blow us off. I think he would do it. He just he just need to be like hyper aware that he was planning to do it. You know, like he if he just was like, yeah, sure. You wouldn't. You can't just like work off that one text. You know, you'd have to be like very sure that he was going to do it. You know. No, I think if I called him and I was like, hey. Well, I, the last time I spoke to him, I was talking to him about the pod, and I was like, yeah, we'll get you as a guest. And I don't think he reacted to it, but um, <laughs> I think he would totally do it. My only concern is, you know, it's hard enough for us to – I'm in St. Louis, Steve is in Bristol, and Tom is in Massachusetts, is in Boston. It's hard for us to even have a three-way conversation, let alone us, you know, because what would we – would we interview him? Would we, you know, ask him questions? I don't know. It would be tough. Yeah, I don't think we'd interview him. I think it would try to be a conversation. Just get him in the mix. I think it would be just kind of like what we did today. Yeah, we talked about my bachelor party on his podcast a little bit, and like he was like, "Oh, cool, no invite." And I was talking about how like, <laughs> he he would be the uncomfortable guy at at a at a bachelor party with like guys that he didn't know. He would hate that. Oh, he'd like, hate it. He tried to be like, "Oh no, it would be fine." Like now you're now you're trying to make it seem like I'm a diva. I was like, "No, you're not a diva." Like I just know that you don't like <laughs> things that you're not in control of. <laughs> like <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's a like, good point. He would be. He would just. He would pass on most of the things. Like he wouldn't have gone whitewater rafting. He wouldn't have. He would have probably just sat down and you know had a few and just hung out. Probably. No, you know what he would have done is when you guys went whitewater rafting, he would have like walked into town to find a gym. That would have been a long walk. We were not near town. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like yeah. when we would go out on the road, people would always be like, "Oh, you know what's it like when you guys are on the road?" I was like, "Well, it's super fun." But directly after the show, when Steve and I were like, "Okay, let's go get a bite to eat and possibly a beer," Ryan's like, "I'm going to find a gym. See ya." Yeah, no, nah, I don't have. He doesn't have time for that. <laughs> you know, like I mean? we played like MVP 05, the video game. Like, there's no way he was taking part in that. Oh, nice. Yeah, we brought it back. But, that's, uh, the best, that's the best baseball video it, game. It might be the best video game. I mean, it really might be. That's why yeah. I, mean, I was. I was. Uh, good... I went like nine strong innings with Tim Hudson on the Braves. <laughs> Shut out baseball. Oh hell yeah! That was the last Let's time go. I liked baseball. Sorry, Michelle. Cool, Steve. Um, okay, <laughs> last one is from C Merle, which I love. Uh, title says "Great Pod," and it says "This Pod Great." Freeze pops takes bad five stars. What the hell? You're just saying things <laughs> that are bad about me. <laughs> Sounds like you need to step your there, game up, there, dude. Are, there, are plenty, there are plenty of other reviews that say nice things about me. You picked three reviews. Two of them were negative towards me. Well, you know what, Tom? Don't show up hungover next time, and maybe people will give you a better review. Uh, whatever. I mean, what does he give? Five stars, right? So yeah, he's you know, listening still. So thank you for listening, whatever the hell your name is. Seymour. your own podcast. Hey, every every yeah. podcast needs something to make fun of. Yeah, right? you know what, Tom? They may say your takes are bad, but they gave it five stars. So you have five star takes. Exactly. Whatever. Screw that guy. <laughs> well, you guys are the best. <laughs> Thanks for always coming on and BSing with me. And we'll talk to you guys in about two weeks. Love it. As you just heard, we absolutely love reading the reviews that you guys leave over on Apple Podcasts. It's been really fun for us to screenshot them and send them back and forth. And we genuinely, genuinely appreciate your support. It's been so great to build this awesome community around small talk. And I really appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. So if you haven't done so yet, go ahead, head over to Apple Podcasts and do it. Maybe we'll read yours next week. So thanks as always to Saruti, to Freeze Pops, of course, to Chris Files, who edits this for us. And until next week, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.